Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello, Falcoholics. What is up? Welcome to Dirty Birds and Brews Podcast. I'm your host, Kevin Knight at Falcoholic Kevin, coming to you with our Falcons vs. Bucks NFL Week 14 game preview show here on the Dirty Birds and Brews Podcast, as I already said. Uh, at any rate, guys, we've got a juicy preview here for you today on what is a, an absolutely critical matchup for the Falcons going up against the Bucks in Week 14. This will really set the stage for the remainder of the season. If the Falcons win this game, they are absolutely in the driver's seat in this division. They'll have a 4-0 divisional record. At that point, it'll be basically it would mean that the Bucks and the Saints would both have to win out in order to achieve a better divisional record than the Falcons, and the Falcons would basically have to lose out in the division, which is looking pretty unlikely considering the Falcons still play the Panthers. <laughs> so they're they're that one. Maybe the most likely to be a win. We'll see. We'll see how that goes. But this, the Falcons win this game. It, it increases their chances to win the playoffs astronomically. I believe the Falcons' chances would go up into the 80s with this win. If they lose, it is very dicey. And it basically means the Falcons will have to win out and fight off both the Bucks and the Saints over the remaining four games of the season. So they should just win and then make it very easy on themselves. But knowing the Falcons, they may not do that. So we're going to look at the matchups in this one. Obviously, the Falcons won the first meeting of these two teams way back uh, in October, September. I don't know. It was a long time ago. Uh, so it's been a while since we've seen this Bucks team. We'll look at how they've changed, look at how they've stayed the same. Uh, the Bucks honestly, have been on a bit of a spiral downward since the Falcons defeated them all the way back in October. So... We're going to dive into this with the matchups on offense and defense and uh, see see just how likely it is for the Falcons to win this week. Both teams all, all are dealing with a lengthy injury list as well, so we'll get into that too. Before we dive in, of course, want to bring you a word from today's sponsors. First of all, betonline.ag. Folks, the holiday season is off and rolling with the NFL in full stride and the NBA and NHL hitting midseason form. BetOnline is your number one destination for all your sports wagering info. With up-to-the-minute sports wagering news, odds, trends, and predictions, BetOnline is the top spot for everything pro and amateur sports, and it's not just the big four. BetOnline has info available at your fingertips with both desktop and mobile access at any time for almost any sport that it's played. From MMA to international soccer, it's quite a spread, guys. Go check it out if you're interested. And look... This is what you should do. Head to that BetOnline website, BetOnline.ag today. And just remember to use our promo code when you sign up. It's Believe, B-L-E-A-V, for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, where the game starts, folks. And we've also got a quick word from today's other sponsor, Prize Picks. We get to our picks this week. All right, folks. Prize Picks coming at you. This one... uh, a little bit interesting, a little bit difficult. We 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 fell short last week, obviously, with some picks for the Bucks, with some picks for the Falcons. But uh, we're gonna we're gonna nail it this week, right? Um, we're 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 getting back on the horse, back to our winning ways, and going back to the well um, with a couple of our favorites from earlier in the season. Bijan Robinson receiving numbers, his his uh, receptions have continued to go up. His targets have continued to go up. After his sort of like mini midseason just reluctance to throw Bijan the ball, we're going back to the well here with Bijan getting more than 18 and a half receiving yards. Not a lot to ask for Bijan. 
uh, who's been typically in the 20s and 30s pretty much every week of the past three weeks. So we're going there first. Then we're going to go with the easy one, right? Mike Evans more than 74 and a half receiving yards against the Falcons. We know Mike Evans is going to go off in this game. The Bucks have committed even more to him being the focal point of that passing game. I think he had 12 targets last week. And we know AJ Terrell coming off a concussion seems like he will probably play, but Mike Evans has just had AJ Terrell's number. That's been a, a difficult matchup for Terrell. Um, and while I don't know that Mike Evans will take over the game and get hundreds and hundreds of yards in this one, 74 and a half for him, very doable. So I do think that he will get more than that number. And then, of course, the old standby, Youngway Koo, more than one and a half field goals made. This one seems like uh, as close to an automatic one as you can get uh, with Youngway Koo handling basically most of the Falcons scoring. Um, you know, two field goals for him. I think he's averaging three or close to three a game. So not a lot to ask. Uh, so we'll, we'll, We'll hope that Young Lake Koo can bring us home once again this week. And if you're interested in signing up, guys, Prize Picks is a great place to play your daily fantasy football. And it, of course, for those that aren't aware, Prize Picks is a skill-based daily fantasy game where you pick two to six players. You decide if they will go more or less than their Prize Picks projection. The more you pick, the more you can win, all the way up to 25 times your money on any entry. And at Prize Picks, you aren't competing against other people. It's just you versus the projections. Uh, also a very generous promotion schedule, so make sure to check back on Tuesday and Friday in particular, where they typically have some cool promotions, some, you know, some, uh, like, easier projections, some, you know, promotional wagers and things like that, some some free plays, all that good stuff, so check that out. And guys, it's not just the NFL either. They offer projections on any sport that you watch, including NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, PGA, college football, basketball, soccer, esports, whatever. They've got it. And guys, prize picks entries can be made in 60 seconds or less, and they offer fast withdrawals. It's that easy. A reminder, all first-time users that deposit and use our promo code DBB will receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. That means if you deposit 100, prize picks will give you an extra 100. If you deposit 50, prize picks will give you 50. Just remember, make sure to use our promo code DBB. That really helps us out. Let's prize picks know who sent you. Uh, and since this is daily fantasy, it's available in 31 states, Washington, D.C., and most of Canada. It's the best way to have action on the game in states like Georgia, notably, California, Florida, Texas, and over 70% of the U.S. So, guys, thanks so much once again to PrizePix for sponsoring today's episode. All right, folks, getting into the meat of our Falcons vs. Bucks preview today. Let's take a look at the injury report real quick because it's it's a long one. Um, it's there's going to be a, a lot of guys potentially missing for the Falcons and some key players missing for the Bucks potentially as well. So we're going to dive into this one a little bit more closely just because it is such a long list this week. The Falcons right now potentially down a few major players. And, you know, starting obviously with David Onyemata, we've seen what this team looks like without Onyemata in the lineup. It's pretty sketchy, right? Um, so at, at this stage, Onyemata has not practiced on Wednesday or Thursday. So that seems to be a little bit dicey. We've also seen Jeff Okuda downgraded from a limited practice on Wednesday to no practice on Thursday. So his status definitely in doubt. Caleb Bagheri also not practicing. And, you know, it, we're, we're, in, we're starting to get to a level of concern there. Nate Lamon is the other defender that is not practicing. Um, so, you know, potentially four starters down. Jeff Okuda, David Onyemata, Caleb Bagheri, 
and Nate Landman. That's a going to be some potentially big losses. It does, however, look like the Falcons may get A.J. Terrell back off of that concussion, so that would be a boost to the secondary. It does also look like Drew Dahlman was upgraded from a from no practice on Wednesday to limited on Thursday, so his trajectory is positive as well. Uh, so we'll hope for the best with those guys. The Bucks have uh, are missing a couple guys as well. Vita Vea, the big one, he's basically the key to their entire run defense if he's not playing they are not the same team against the run at all. Uh, so Vita Vea has not practiced on Wednesday or Thursday. That's a major one. Devin White also out both days. And then Jamel Dean, the corner, also missing practice. He's been their best corner this year. So that obviously is a significant one for the Bucks. We also saw Chris Gobbin with a rest day on Thursday. I don't think there's any cause for concern with him missing the game at this stage. Um, so we shall see. Uh, but those are some pretty major losses uh, for the Bucks. obviously, going into this one. Definitely some players to keep an eye on. Vita Vea being, I would think, the main one. Um, because outside of Vita Vea, the Bucks just don't have anyone else really on the interior that stops the run. And we're going to get into that first. How the Falcons and the Bucks match up with the Falcons offense taking the field. And right now, it's been, uh, it's looking a little sketchy, right? You know, the Falcons, they're going to have to potentially start Storm Norton at right tackle. Now, Norton's been fine in reserve duty, so we'll hope that that trend continues this week. Um, Chris Lindstrom, obviously playing awesome. Drew Dahlman, outside of the snaps, has been a very good center as well. And rookie Matthew Bergeron at left guard, coming to, coming along. Um, obviously, a tough day against the Jets, but ultimately, Handled Quinton Williams decently well, given the circumstances. Jake Matthews, model of consistency over at left tackle. So, you know, at this point, the Bucks, the Falcons going up against the Bucks run defense, you know, it, in theory, it, it should be beatable, particularly if Via doesn't play. The Bucks do have a very good statistical run defense, but over the last few weeks, they've been very vulnerable. They've been down a lot of linebackers, although it does seem like Levante David is likely to be back for this one. Um, but again, if Vita Vea is not in there, the Bucks are basically down to just their pass rushers on the inside. Uh, Kalaja Kansi has been playing much better, particularly as a pass rusher, but against the run, he has not been good at all. Same thing with Logan Hall. He's been playing decently well as a pass rusher, but against the run, very, very vulnerable. Greg Gaines is, has been sort of a solid rotational guy, but still a liability against the run. You know, William Golston, again, a decent rotational guy, not really an impact run defender, but a solid guy so he's maybe their only other option but without Vita Vea they just don't have the big guy in the middle will the Falcons be able to take advantage you know will they be able to actually you know will they commit to the run will they will they do more inside stuff with Bijan that I can't tell you I can't tell you how the Falcons will go up against the Bucks in terms of how they'll actually deploy their offense because that is trying to predict that is uh pretty much a fool's errand at this stage unfortunately but you know, there's some hope uh, for the for the Falcons to be able to run the ball against this team because they are on the smaller side on the interior with Vita Vea out. That could be an avenue for this team to potentially get something done. Um, you know, in terms of the other matchups, the Bucks against the pass have been extremely vulnerable. They've not played the pass well at all. I believe they're 28th in the NFL in pass defense among the league, uh, among the, the worst teams in the league in adjusted net yards per attempt and net yards per attempt as well. Um, really it's, it's been a lot of heavy lifting by a safety, which should be familiar to Falcons fans. Uh, Antoine Winfield Jr. has been playing like one of the best safeties in the NFL. He's been phenomenal, but their other safety has not played particularly well. And their corners, they're just not 
performing like they like they were expected to. Carlton Davis is having a huge down year. Um, you know, Jamil Dean also having a down year, but he he's been probably their best corner, and he's probably not going to play in this one. Missed practice on both their uh, Wednesday and Thursday, and even then he's been doing most of his work as a great run defender um, and just been sort of solid in coverage. So we'll see. But in the slot, they do have Christian Izian, who's been solid. Um, but with Jamel Dean out, it's Carlton Davis, who, again, is having a down year. And then Zion McCollum starting outside, who has also just not been having a, a very good year in coverage. So they're vulnerable there. And again, the safety that isn't Anton Winfield is pretty vulnerable as well. So, you know, could the Falcons potentially air it out in this game? I mean, maybe if they can protect, right? You know, with Storm Norton in there going up against Shaq Barrett, that's a tough matchup. But, you know, can the rest of that offensive line hold up? Can they get the tight ends involved against what might be a backup linebacker next to Levante David? Um, you know, this this could very def- this could very easily be a Drake London type of game. Um, you know, but again, that they did pass the ball effectively against the Bucks last time these two teams played. I think, in theory, the pass rush should be able to hold up if, if Dahlman's in the lineup. But it's dicey. I mean, I, I think I would probably target this team with a balanced attack as much as possible, you know, run the ball as much as you can build the play action off of that and just try to wear them down over the course of the game. But really the Falcons just need to avoid mistakes because I think if they can do that, they, they would have beat this Bucks team by like 20 points last time they played. Uh, I believe in that game, the Falcons set like the season, the, the highest number of the season at the time for expected points lost with like 17 or something like that. The Falcons left, basically three touchdowns on the field by turning the ball over three times inside the 10, um, twice inside the one as well. Um, so hopefully at home, they can clean up some of those mistakes and then just have a more consistent offense. But this Bucks defense, very beatable through the air. And while they're solid against the run, without Vita Vea, they're good against the run with Vita Vea. I think they're a top 10 statistically. But at this stage, without Vita Vea, they can be very vulnerable up the middle. And that's where I would try to target if at all possible. But We'll see what the Falcons decide to do because logical coaching, not necessarily a thing with this team. Uh, who knows what we'll see on Sunday uh, in terms of the game plan. But now switching gears to the Bucks offense. Um, you know, this this unit has been frustrating. I know for, for Bucks fans, it's not bad per se. I mean, I think you look at their overall numbers and and they look pretty bad, right? They're basically the same as the Falcons. The Bucks are 23rd in scoring. The Falcons are 24th. Uh, the Falcons have quite a bit more yardage. Um, you know, the Bucks have over the course of the season been very bad against the run, but they've been better lately. I know Rashad White has been getting it done. Shout out to the senior bowl legend Rashad White. Um, they've just been quite mistake prone. They've been, um, they've been really inconsistent. You know, Baker Mayfield has is very up and down as a starter and they just really struggle with consistency, which should be familiar to Falcons fans. Also, they they've had a lot of issues on the interior of that offensive line. So again, that's where if, if David on is not playing, the Falcons really aren't going to be able to take advantage of that. I mean, maybe we could have Clayus Campbell just move inside. Um, and like London probably coming back for Atlanta this week. And he was probably their third best uh, interior guy uh, when when guys were healthy, not counting Clay's Campbell as an interior guy in that. Um, so maybe he can come in and stabilize things. Fingers crossed on Yamada, maybe he can practice Friday and maybe get out there, but it seems unlikely at this point. So again, that that interior trio of, you know, Cody Malk, the, the rookie, he's been struggling. Um, Robert Hainsey has not been able to replicate what he did in 2022. And then the Bucks have gone to Aaron Stinney, 
at left guard, at least according to uh, PFF. And he's been, you know, relatively decent, right? Like about an average starter. The tackles are good still. You know, Tristan Wirfs has moved to left tackle and played really well. Uh, Luke Gotticke back at his natural position at right tackle playing well too. So the edge pressure... Probably not going to be there in this one. We know how slippery Baker Mayfield could be in the pocket, but the Falcons are going to have to find a way to get interior push. Hopefully David Armani could deliver that, but if not, it's going to be a long day. They're probably not going to get a lot of pressure on Baker, and that's going to be a recipe for disaster because this receiving duo is still very good. You know, Mike Evans, one of the best in the NFL still at age 31. Chris Godwin's still good, but hasn't really been targeted a lot. Um, and so the Falcons are down Akuda or down Terrell or both. You know, this is definitely going to be an aired out day for the Bucs um, against some backup corners here. Maybe Clark Phillips will be on Chris Gobbin when it's all said and done. The rookie can have a tough matchup there for sure. Um, they haven't really been able to replace Russell Gage. Trey Palmer's been okay. Um, certainly for a rookie, he's he's shown some stuff, but not great. And then Kate Otten, you know, their tight end room, not really much to write home about. Um, so, you know, the Falcons should have the advantage in certain matchups, but again, Mike Evans on AJ Terrell, it's been, it's been a matchup that Terrell has typically lost. Now it hasn't always cost the Falcons games. It didn't cost them last time these two teams played. Um, but it's probably one where the Bucks are going to go after it early and often, you know, <laughs> Evans had 12 targets last week. I think he's probably going to get the bulk of the targets this week as well. So we'll see what happens there. Can the Falcons bait Mayfield into mistakes? Can they get any pressure? That, that will be sort of the key things to monitor in this one with, you know, the Bucks really looking to make a statement here and, and get themselves back into the mix in the NFC South, which they could do with this win. Um, against the Bucks run game, again, it's it's very inconsistent. That's been sort of the the story of the Bucks offense is that, you know, this this rushing attack, it doesn't generate consistent yardage. They I think they're 30th in rushing yardage and on a yards per carry basis, they're, you know, like tied for the league worst. They're 31st, 3.5 yards per carry. They did have some success uh, last week. And, and over the past few weeks, they've been decent, you know, with getting some rushing yardage going. They, against the Colts, they had 125. And against the Panthers, they had 128. So some some decent outputs there. But for the rest of the season, it's been pretty much double digits um, outside of a couple games here and there. And when these two teams played last, the Bucks uh, only managed 73 yards on the ground. So the Falcons run defense, very good. Uh, one of the best in the NFL. But again, they could be down David Onyemata. They could be down Nate Lamon at linebacker, possibly relying on Andre Smith there, who is just not even close uh, to what Lamon can provide against the run. So, you know, this could be a situation where the Bucks do look to run the ball a little bit more. You know, do the Falcons go to three safeties with DeMarco Helms? Do they do something along those lines? That's a good question. But Theoretically, the Falcons should have the, the big advantage stopping the run, but, you know, with all these moving pieces, with all these potential injuries, it's quite a bit dicier than it probably would be. So we'll have to monitor that closely going in to week 14. But ultimately, you know, on paper, the Bucks like the Bucks should match up well with a lot of guys because they have a lot of veterans. They have good wide receivers. You know, they they have good tackles. They have Mayfield who should be able to shepherd the offense, but they're just really inconsistent. And that's the big thing. They do turn the ball over quite a bit not as much as the Falcons but they do turn the ball over the defense very vulnerable against the pass um you know against the Panthers they allowed 133 ground rushing yards against the Colts 155 and against the 49ers 115 which it's actually not too bad against the 49ers but they've been giving up a lot of yards on the ground after some really good performances earlier but again they've also had 
you know, week three against the Eagles, 200 yards. Uh, against the Falcons in week seven, 156 yards. Against the Bills in week eight, 115 yards. So this, you know, if the Falcons could run the ball against this team, that would be huge because that's what really helps this offense maintain consistency. And they are vulnerable against the pass, so it's not like it doesn't make sense to try to throw. But I hope the Falcons can deploy a balanced game plan, can try to keep that Bucks offense on the sideline, can try to force them into situations where they have to air it out, where they have to try to make something happen, and hopefully can can get some mistakes from Baker Mayfield in this one. But this is a must-win game for the Falcons, and it's a must-win game for the Bucks too, because like I said, it's this game really determines the tenor of the rest of the season for both of these teams. If if the Bucks lose this game, they're pretty much done, um, because they have to then go to Green Bay. Green Bay has emerged as a NFC contender, at least for the wild card at this point. Um, they just beat the Chiefs, and now and at home they're they're damn good as they've always been. So. The Bucks then have to go to Green Bay next week. So if they lose this week and then they lose next week, they're done for the most part. Um, they do have they have to play Jacksonville, which maybe they're starting C.J. Beathard in three weeks. Maybe Trevor Lawrence is back. I don't know. Maybe that's not as dangerous as it could have been, but it's still, you know, the, the Jaguars are a playoff team at this stage. Not easy. And then they play New Orleans. Um, so somebody's losing that game. Nope. And, and whoever loses it, it'll help the Falcons. But you know, three really tough games after this um, that they can't really depend on winning all three of these games. So if Atlanta hands the Bucks a loss this week, you're pretty much taking the Bucks out of the running um, and, and really solidifying yourself on top. Whereas the Falcons, they get to play the Panthers next week. So again, they win this game. They win the Panthers game. Now you're 5-0 and in the division. No one else has a chance to catch you. So you've won the divisional tiebreaker at that point. And you've got a shot to basically make that Week 18 game against the Saints not matter. Like, if, if you go into that game with a one-game lead over the Saints and you've won these two games, the Saints have no chance to match the Falcons' divisional record. And the Falcons don't have to win. They will clinch in Week 17 if they're a game up on the Saints with a better divisional record. So... This is a crucial game for Atlanta. This I would consider this the most important game, not counting the Saints game at the end of the year, which may or may not be important depending on how things shake out. That's really the only reason it's lower. Um, and it's a beatable opponent. We saw the Falcons handle this Bucks team really in back in you know week seven. The Falcons put up over 400 yards, 156 yards on the ground, but they turned the ball over three times inside the ten. The Falcons probably should have won that game like 30 something to. 13 I mean they were dominating um but the turnovers and that's been the great equalizer for this Falcons team they just they're sloppy as hell they turn the ball over they make a lot of mistakes they're back at home that was a road game the Falcons are four and two at home they've played better at home they've made fewer mistakes at home can they do it can they get this win because this is a huge win for the rest of the season it'll be a big confidence booster they'll be on a three-game win streak with a chance to make it four against the against the Panthers next week They'll be in the driver's seat, absolutely, and they'll have close to a 90% chance of making the playoffs. And if they lose, they'll be the same old Falcons. So, you know, at this point, it's it show me something, Arthur Smith. Show me that this team is different. Show me that this team actually is building to a playoff berth and not just toying with us again for the for the second year in a row in a terrible division. Um, they need to win it, you know, and I'm not willing to hear any excuses. I'm not willing to say, like, oh, well, the Bucks are actually better than the No. Win this game, get this dub, get to 4-0 in the division, take out one of your two remaining opponents for the playoffs, and then take care of business against the Panthers, and you're you're 
in the driver's seat. As at that point, you could probably afford to even, I mean, that Colts game, you could be like, well, we don't need to win that because that's probably the toughest game left for you. And then you've got, you know, the Bears on the road. I mean, again, playing in Chicago that late in the season, that's always tough. But the Bear, it's not like the Bears are this invincible team. Um, but ultimately, if the Falcons just win their next three divisional games, they're probably winning this division. So that it's it's if they lose any of these games, things get a lot dicier. So let's just hope to t- take care of business this week uh, and and get this big dub, sweep the Bucks for the first time in as long as I can remember, and really solidify their hold on the NFC South and and show the fans that this team is is serious, that they're building, that they're far from perfect. We all know that, right? But maybe maybe. They could be something a little bit better than a joke going into the first round of the playoffs. Maybe. We got a ways to go before that happens. But this would be a good, you know, a good next step, right? They've they've passed the two tests we had after the bye so far. They beat the Saints. Wasn't a perfect game, but they do beat the Saints. It's a crucial game. That, to me, was a turning point to some degree for Arthur Smith, where that was a must-win game that they won. Um, They haven't won a lot of those under Arthur Smith before. Then they go to go to the Jets in a game that would be a classic way for this team to lose against an undermanned Jets team, bad offense. They do make it ugly as hell, but they manage to get it done. So we're on a two-game win streak. We're back to 500 with a chance to get a winning record here and to put out to take out one of your two rivals for this division at home. They need to do it. This is a crucial game. Let's get this dub. Um, the Bucks are going to be playing like their playoff lives are on the line because they are, for the most part, even if it's not like you lose and you're out. I mean, it's pretty much that because the Falcons will have swept them. They'll have the divisional tiebreaker as well. And things can get quite ugly for the Bucks from there for the reasons I mentioned with their tough schedule coming up. So this is the, the first big test after the New Orleans game that the Falcons have to pass. And if they don't, we'll have many questions because the Falcons will probably have even odds or less to make the playoffs. They lose this game. The Bucks will then have a chance as well. The Saints will have a chance. Uh, it's going to open up a whole can of worms. So how about we just don't open the can at all, keep the can of worms closed, win this game, get to 7-6, and six, and get that 4-0 pristine divisional record going into a game with the Panthers, which should be said is not a gimme. The Panthers are being a little bit spicier. They did almost beat this Bucks team last week. So you still got to win that game, and it's on the road. We know how ugly the Falcons play on the road. So to get to there, you got to you gotta win this one first. Um so let's get it done. Guys, thank you for tuning in to Dirty Birds and Brews. Thank you for watching our Falcons vs. Bucks Week 14 game preview. We'll be back on Sunday for that post-game show, hopefully celebrating another big dub. I'm, en- I'm enjoying the winning streak. Let's keep it going. Let's keep it going. Thanks again, of course, to Bet Online and to Prize Picks for sponsoring today's show. If you're watching on YouTube, please like, subscribe, all that good stuff. Check out our channel memberships if you're interested in early access to this show and others, as well as some other exclusive cool perks. If you're a podcast listener, leave that five-star review on your platform of choice. Also, check out our Patreon for those similar perks, but for the podcast platform. Like I said, guys, we'll be back on Sunday for that post-game show, hopefully celebrating that big dub. I'm Kevin Knight of Falcoholic. Kevin, check out thefalcoholic.com for that great written content as well. We'll see you next time, guys. Have a great night. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.